0: Well, have you been have you been able to get out fishing at all?
1: I uh, went uh, to yeah, to last week Monday or Tuesday, I think, after the kids were done with school. on one of those nice nicer days and I went to the kinny actually and hadn't been there in about I
2: don't You're know. listening
0: to oh, the well. Brown Trout and Bridge Beers podcast.
2: <laughs> oh, there it is. Easy. <laughs> Oh,
0: oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> back.
1: all right. That's yeah. the fishing stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. not much of it. Well, hey, good talking to you. Uh, and we'll see you later, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's good,
0: it good hanging out it's with you. Chop it up. Um, yeah.
2: And then we have a real, real live fishing guide on
0: today. I know this is we don't have this very what often. What a treat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's supposed yeah. to the the fishing guy is supposed to get on here any minute now. I don't know where he is.
0: Wait.
1: I'm excited from the show. Up. I was gonna say well, I'll hop off real quick then. You
0: got your notebook I'm gonna take take notes. <laughs> All right. Well it's uh another podcast time. Another podcast time. It's, da,
2: da, da.
0: it's uh, you know, it's what do we is it considered a polar vortex right now? Is it that cold? I'm sure there's a weather event name for what's happening in Minnesota, but it is, I will call it balls ass cold outside. And uh, what a better way to spend your time than listening to us blabber on about nothing. Maybe a little winter drought fishing, um, maybe some tying stuff. I don't know, beer, if you guys have drank any good beer lately. And we have the one and only area man on the podcast.
1: Hey. Golf clap
0: area, you man um, so Aaron thank you uh, for joining us on this no, thank, you. thank you episode of guys. brown trout and bridge beers uh, we got mr. Matt Evers with us as well uh, this evening oh. and yeah we'll figure we can try and charm your charm your ears off uh, as this is our second episode of 2021 um, things have gotten a little better since the first episode but the cold just makes that even worse so yeah Aaron yeah health you know for the people that don't remember you from we had you on. I think it was one of the uh, Musky tournament episodes.
1: We did, and that was a, an absolute. Uh, uh, talking about blabbering. Shit show. That, that was an absolute shit show. That was uh, there was no no topic. It was just people shouting stuff, which was fun. I but think I there was a, back to it, and I was like, "Oh my god, is, is this is how we talk when we've had a few."
0: Well, that wow. and I cut out. i I think I remember cutting out like a 25 section, 25 minute section of bidet discussion oh. um so i saved i saved our listeners for that from that but that's good I go for
1: we it. honestly talk about bidets for 25 minutes
0: oh easily yep <laughs> there's that cat that. so uh aaron He's has a magic magical cat that uses the outdoorsness as its restroom
1: which really locked out i haven't cleaned a litter box in uh at least a month probably longer uh of course it doesn't like the 17 below a little crappery but it runs out and uh digs the hole in the snow does its business and then puts it right back inside. Prefers it.
0: I think Great. you could get. I think Fantastic. you know. If you're looking for a future career path, you might want to look into like cat training. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I wish I
1: could take credit for that, but uh, if, if that cat trained itself to do that.
0: Maybe it could just you could bring other cats over to your house and they just follow, um, train by sure. example that way.
1: I mean, we have one cat, and um, I'm not sure that any other cats are really welcome. But uh, I mean, it depends on what people are willing to pay if they really want their cat to relieve themselves outdoors
0: if it will work even who knows it's worth a shot <laughs> um but so you are you're an area man um area man yeah
1: i uh carf did that to me area man.
0: so did, did he ask permission it, first
1: I, it just caught on I, well uh, maybe i did it to myself on you know instagram when you have the, the, the bio thing i put area man just like um what is that the, the onion does you know when they do an article on some yes. area man they say yep. area man so I just put area man whatever so
2: for those that don't know what is an area man
1: <laughs> it's a <laughs> I think it's just a lo- a local a local yeah. person that uh, that stays local that doesn't a, did a thing has an opinion about a thing or did something dumb I don't know area man did uh, area man says that that's called.
0: I don't it's know <laughs> well do you have a do you have an opinion on Tenkarf Tenkarfa? <laughs>
1: I've, I've never I've never touched a Tinkarfa rod, so I, I can't I can't have an opinion um, but I'm not sure I'm gonna touch one. So
0: it seems creepy to touch a Tinkarfa rod. Yeah. I don't know that I want to go near it. Yeah
1: no, if there was a, I, I'd touch I'd touch it if it was near and it was and it if it was offered in a, in a polite way.
2: would you touch Karfs Tenkarfa?
1: The, that'd be the first one I'd touch yeah
2: Would you ask permission?
1: Always okay always. I'm a, I'm a gentleman
0: <laughs> making sure. Well, we can, we can always ask him and get that lined up for you guys. Hopefully here in the springtime. Right, I, so I, mean, I can't
1: be, I can't be a judge without trying it. So, so
2: area a- man, what, what do you do that makes you super fishy? Oh
1: man, I, I don't, uh, I don't claim to be super fishy, man.
2: Well, tell uh, us a little bit about Aaron.
1: Well, if, if, we're t- <laughs> nice. if we're talking about, fishing and you want to know my little backstory, I guess. Um, I don't come from a family of anglers necessarily. I used to fish with my grandpa a long time ago. Um, and only occasionally, but, uh, growing up, I was never, uh, you know, taking fishing too often or, um, didn't grow up with a rod in my hand too much. So I started pretty late, um, maybe 12 years ago or so with a, with a fly rod and, um, it was all downhill from there, I guess. And, uh, you know, started, started working with uh, Bob Mitchell's, um, I think four years ago or so. And I mean, that's when I started guiding with them and uh, not much to, not much to the story, you know, I, uh, I used to have uh, a painting business and which was, which was nice because I could um, tell clients or, or whoever that, you know, I got I got to dip out because I need to do some more estimates today. Let's
2: get Whatever. some more rollers.
1: Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd go fishing instead, and that that started happening quite a bit. I mean, as you guys know, once you once you start fly fishing, it really kind of takes hold. It takes over a little bit. It really does, and uh, so that's kind of what happened. And um, ended up being fortunate enough to to start guiding with the Bob Mitchells and um, with Evan and Brett, which has been which has been a blast. It's, it's been a really good time. Um, you know, first starting out, I didn't really think that it'd be fun to watch other people catch fish all day, but it turns out that it's actually pretty fun, you know, especially with some new, newer anglers they get to get take out, uh, which is kind of the majority of our, our clients really are really green. Um, and a lot of first, first trouts on a fly rod happen. Nice. And it's super exciting. It's super fun They because they're so pumped up about it, you know, so you can't help, but feel that, that kind of vibe coming off them and get stoked for them and
0: what a, uh, yeah. what was your first sky trip? My first sky trip. How did that go?
1: It was. I was super nervous, crazy nervous. Um, it was just this one guy. He was an older gentleman. And I remember it clearly. I had you know brought a camera and everything, and um, you know I basically was like, I, I'm just going to pretend like I'm fishing, which I think, which I think was a good idea, you know, like just to do set him up how I would set me up. Um, and it took a little bit, but he 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 caught some fish, and I remember. I was like, okay, like I'm definitely getting a picture of this for sure. So I pulled up this camera, I had this underwater camera, I don't know, some like Fuji, it's like yellow, you can stick underwater or whatever. The lens got wet. So when I was taking pictures of it, I didn't know at the time, but when I was taking pictures, uh, I looked at it later, everything was blurred out. Just like water spots oh, the little lens or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, I've taken them out a couple times since that too. So nice. uh, yeah, it was good. Um, I just remember like being so nervous and like not knowing what to talk about or, um, it, it, Maybe I shouldn't divulge this, but you know, it seems like 80% of being a guide is keeping uh, people entertained and uh, being chatty with them.
0: Does and having, then, does having two young girls at home help keep those conversations going? <laughs> keep your,
1: oh, I can talk about, I mean, if they want to talk about glitter or if they want to talk about, <laughs> uh, TikTok, you know, yeah, sure. No, thank God they're not into that yet. But, uh, Yeah, just the chatting with people. And I mean, you get into this routine where it's almost a one trip kind of melts into the next trip because all the same kind of topics come up and you kind of talk about the same things. And then you got your go-to little jokes or whatever. And I I can't really think of any off the top of my head. But when a certain situation comes up, you've got something to say about it. You know what I mean? uh, You always get, especially with new new anglers. Like you see that. I started my nymphing all the time every time because I wanted to catch fish. And, uh, every time you see that bobber, you're like, Oh, you make some weird noise or whatever. And they're like, Oh, is that a fish? You're like, Oh, Always. We'll, well, we'll never know. I mean, we'll never know, I guess. <laughs> but yes, one those
0: those fish. 100%. Fish. What's, <laughs> what's the, what's the number one rookie move that you see out of clients here in the Midwest?
1: Well, when I start brand new people out, um, I'm not having them do any kind of overhead casting stuff. Is that, is that lot, for your safety of,
0: or your, theirs?
1: Um, a Few things. My safety, their safety. Um, knots, you know, untangling stuff. So what I have them do most of the time is, um, I not even roll cast. So, you know, when the when the bobber drifts by, have them pick up the line and fling it back up. Just flip cast it, really. And it saves so much time. Like the bobbers on the water, way more, way more time, length of time than if you're overhead casting and stuff. So the one thing that really, can be slightly frustrating. Is when that client will just start, just start trying it, just start going for it, casting overhead, and ev- every time, every time, there's a nod. Like it blows up right, now. they feel, hit their own stick with, with the entire line or whatever. So many
2: things can happen. So I guess well, they probably sh- just get sick of hearing the same joke that you told to them yesterday.
0: Like this right? "Fuck this! I'm gonna start casting.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm gonna shut this guy up." <laughs> I don't
0: know. I watched this movie. There's this thing called shadow casting. I want to give it a shot. Yeah, I, Brad uh, Pick can do it. I can do it.
1: Yeah, I bring uh, I bring two rods though for that reason.
0: Oh, I'll just you know, switch them over as soon as just, they knot one up. So hand it right
1: over, and by that time, by the time I get the knot out or the tangle out of that one, it's time to untangle the next one. So it's just kind of a rotation.
0: Have you started using like tippet rings at all for guiding? Man, I
1: should do that so much more often, but I don't.
0: I, really I, I, should, I, I just I have it so
1: them. much, so much leader.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: should. I should. So what's have this-
2: What's the snack situation look like on a Shabilsky guide trip?
1: Snacks? Well, if it's a full day, I'm bringing a full lunch. And um, and for anybody that's been on a guide trip before, usually it's a paper bag lunch, right? Where it's kind of a white bread with some little crappery in it, whatever, you know.
2: You, you don't even put it in a bag? No, it's in the
0: water they're in the water I'm like lunchtime <laughs> chuck it at them. just in their waiter pouch it's waiting for them <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's all smashed. <laughs> it
1: turns into like a wad of pieces of
0: split shot in there they gotta pull yeah, out
1: they, they floss their teeth with some five eggs in there um, but it's basically that but um, but I, I I go to Kowalski's most of the time and get by the sandwiches but they're you know on bun, like pretzel buns or whatever um, so they're good they're good and then pickles and chips and cookies and apples and things like that. Sounds healthy. Nothing super exciting, really. I mean, but you know, most of the guy trips are in the in the summer and kind of the warmer months, so I don't know. I don't know if a hot if a hot lunch is something that I would really want, but that's fair. Those. I don't know. I like a good old deli sandwich, you know?
0: Hey, loose meat sandwiches make the world go round. I agree. So- <laughs> some pretty good stuff. Matt, I think you've even said once that there's nothing better than loose meat sandwiches on a stream side. somewhere turkey, along those lines right? straight Turkey.
2: Yeah, whatever. I mean the sandwich, nothing beats a good sandwich <laughs> I
0: agree. except a proper hot dog, but yeah. I mean, that's, that's like pre night fishing. Yeah. Or just okay. eating hot dogs, waiting for the winos to drive by in their Corvettes.
1: I don't know. I don't want anything that's going to upset the tum tum inside the waiter's. So it's right? true, yeah. Nice you don't sandwich is a pretty safe bet. Yeah. You're, you're going to be, go. Okay.
0: Have you had any, uh, near misses, uh, with clients and, uh, uh situations in their waiters?
1: Um, possibly, but they, they didn't, they didn't say <laughs> <laughs> they never said anything. That's a tough one too. It's really tough. So it's, I've it's, it's taken out a lot of women as well. And, um, for a full day for a, for a gal on the river with a with a stranger, like, I am sorry. Like I, I can't help you with the bathroom stuff. Like I don't know where, to, I don't know what to do, what to tell you. I don't know where to point for you to go. You're, you're kind of on your own,
0: you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a tough situation. Luckily, yeah. a lot of the stuff that we fish though is pretty wooded. Um, that hopefully yeah. you can go out and hide out somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and most of the time they don't go. <laughs>
0: hold it like camels or something. I don't know. What- I was, uh, I was listening to, I think it was the Bent podcast and they were interviewing a guide that had, um, she had a full day float trip. And this woman was on the full day float trip all day long, drinking coffee, sipping whiskey, oh, water, no. never had to use the restroom. What? At the end of the trip, she hands the guide, this like plastic bag after she came out of the portage, on John said, key this for me. Said, okay, guide looks at it. Just curiosity, like cleaning stuff out, and it was like a depends. Like sh- this, oh, like no. apparently this late, like late twenties, oh like early thirties, like super successful businesswoman. That's a good just, idea. Just strapped on a pair of depends and said, "Let's do this." Like, Grant, we got to
2: add that to our list of things for Montana. It's not Matt, a terrible
1: I idea. That, that, I think that's a fantastic idea. What I don't think it's fantastic that you hand it over to somebody yeah. else. Yeah, to I, deal I,
0: with. I would have to take that on my own to get rid of. But yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's I should po- just that's have a some power in the back in my truck.
1: Just have some depends. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you. Just don't you're say. Just set, up,
2: set them out there and just be like, you know, if whatever.
0: And yep. I'll right. I'll just, with, slide with, them across the table. Outside. I'll
1: be like client, client depends. Clients depends.
0: That should be part of like Their, on, depends. onboarding depends. form.
1: Yeah, not my own. So it doesn't. So it's not weird. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. But like when they sign up for a guide trip, they have to say what size depends do I wear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think if if any if any ladies are listening, um, how like. Let us know. Edu- educate us on the bathroom. I mean, not like in super detail, yeah. but like, what do you need to feel comfortable so that Aaron. Um, yeah, he's
1: my stress headache. about
2: that. You can bring one of those like pop-up shelters. Yeah. yeah. Just strap a Jiffy port of, you know, like the big satellite toilet to your back. And-
0: That's a good idea. I found um, here,
2: like,
1: on the river after uh, post flooding in July or June, July, whenever that happened. Yep. The porta potty, just uh, sitting on the side of the lower, lower rush.
0: There's one, there's one by that boat that we found. Um, really? About a month ago. Yep. Yeah. I saw the the big black pipe, four-wheeler. B- the big black pipe stick and I was like, is that a basketball hoop or something? And then we got closer. I'm like, no, that's the exhaust pipe of port john It's <laughs> like 40 feet up off the reeds. Um, I don't know. Ashley's talked about these go-girl things. Yeah, like that comes up, to mind. Yep. Stand up and go. Um, <laughs> female that we used to snowboard with out west she rolled with that in a ziplock. You know, we'd be on the mountain. She'd stop, use that, go to the bathroom. Oh, she kept it in a ziplock. I was almost like, wait, she no, no, used no, no, it To go Put the contraption the zip, in a ziplock yeah. and then was able to use it. Yeah. So they have, uh, I mean, yeah, they smart. yeah, they're smart, smarter than we are. Oh my God. Yeah. We don't really think twice about it. No, um, when, I know. But when I do go fishing
1: with my wife, uh, she will, and I, you know, I'll dip out to water the, check water the, the leaves or whatever. Um, she'll, so like, God damn, I'm so jealous. You need to go do that wherever the hell you want. Yeah. yeah I mean, I was born, like, I'm sorry. I was born this way. I do feel your pain. But it really sucks when you can't go to the bathroom. Yes. But when we're yeah. out there, obviously like, I'll hold her hands and she'll,
0: she'll lean back. Whatever, but yeah, that's also not, no not going to do that. That's a little different. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That might be a little different guiding experience uh, than most are probably used to. So, okay. Back to fishing. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> so you, you typically start your, your clients off on, on nymphing. Um, yeah. what's, your, what's your go-to? Are you doing like a single rig or are you kind of like the, pulling that off of their level of, of experience?
1: Not really. I'll kind of just throw them into a uh, two-nymph rig and, and uh, see how it goes. And if it's really, really not going well, which rarely, rarely happens... Um, then I'll switch to one nymph, but for the most part, we're sticking with two nymphs, um, all day long. Um, and it's always kind of a, you know, a couple heavier bugs too. I mean, tungsten, not big bugs, but heavy tungsten bead heads and so, so they can get down in the water. But, um, yeah, I'll start them off with, with two nymphs. Go home, right?
0: Right. Why not? If you I'll had, if you had like a set of two nymphs to fish our area, like Western Wisconsin, for the rest of your life, what would those be?
1: Uh, I, I would go with, uh, what I think is a underappreciated fly, which is a scud. I take one of those and, um, gosh, it's really a toss up between a, kind of a, a, zebra midge or, um, or kind of a Frenchie, like a jig, jighead head Frenchie. I'd probably go with the jiggy Frenchie. So a scud and a, yeah, a scud and a Frenchie, I think. Just Fair. so like, that Frenchie can, can do it all. And, uh, scuds are, scuds are always around. So if things aren't working out with, uh, when I'm fishing, I'm always like, Oh gosh, yeah, I got scuds. <laughs> and, scuds. They on? <laughs> and they can really, really save
2: money. I got
0: scuds. Got, I, got my, scuds. My position, I got scuds. That's, that's a new sticker. Got scuds. <laughs> I got, I got scuds. scuds. I got scuds. That's, um, a, t- that's a t-shirt right there. Th- yeah. That's actually pretty fantastic. I like have scuds.
1: See there? Does like? So, what? Are you okay? Scud what free. You mean, you oh, Scud man. free
0: since ninety three. Um, <laughs>
1: well, what about you? I can ask you guys. What would you go with? Two two nymphs.
2: Uh, I'd have to have a pheasant tail. Would yeah. be one of them, and then uh, so good. Probably some kind of caddis. I
0: would. I'd roll. I think I'd have to go. <clears throat> Hare's ear
1: with some pink around the collar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to, but no. I would go straight, I would go s- straight hairs here, here, here. Um yeah. and probably a zebra midge. Yeah. Because that just works really well in the winter time too. Like big time. Um yeah. Yeah. It's, which is fantastic. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with the pink squirrel here or there. No, nothing wrong. pink squirrel. Pink squirrel stays nothing. good. Oh, speaking of that, let's talk about that real quick. Hey guys. We have a select few number of I Fish the Pink Squirrel stickers left. Help us help cap to wish. try to limit it. So the cool part is, is if you buy a sticker, you're entered into a drawing. Um, you get some of uh, EBS Force Pink Squirrel like nymphs. Um, you get a fishing afternoon with uh, Ebsforce One and I, along with some streamside pink squirrel cocktails or mocktails, yep. depending on age. Mm. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun um so tell your buddies buy a sticker help some, us you
2: can, you can buy more than one sticker too you can
0: yeah you can, you can buy the rest of them if you want you know yeah. when we sell out we're gonna do the drawing right and we only have uh, uh, let me see i think we're at only 20 stickers left all right so we need two people to buy 10 stickers yep so uh high quality pretty stickers like that, um, bumpers bumper style stickers that say I fish the pink squirrel with a tasty looking pink squirrel cocktail on it. But yeah, all proceeds are going to cap tu-ish The only money we're taking out is what we actually had to pay for the stickers. The rest of it goes straight to those guys. So um we've made it right back. Cool. We have some to give them already, but help us hit the finish line. And once they're gone, they're gone. No more you can have this limited run of I Fish the Pink Squirrel stickers. All right, that's enough. Our next next sticker.
2: Philanthropist, very nice. The next sticker Uh, will be I Have Scouts.
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: Um, Do you know the ingredients to the pink squirrel
0: uh, drink? Uh, Ebb's does. Have you had one? Yeah, I got all the stuff at the house to make them. He's been doing like trial batches. Trial batches. They good?
2: Yeah, they're tasty. What's in it? Uh, Creme de cacao. And uh, I always, I can't ever, it's like creme de noir. That's what gives it the red color. And you can either make it with like cream or ice cream. And I make them with ice cream and then you you blend her all up. And then you put a little whipped cream and a cherry on top and it's pink squirrel. They're good.
1: That's a super dessert drink. Right right up there with a grasshopper.
0: Oh, it's so good. And I think it was actually invented um, in like Milwaukee. I think the, there's an actual bar in Milwaukee that invented the drink. So, oh, wow. um, very pretty sure Cody Cody Kennard can um, verify that one for me. But I'm pretty sure him and I were chatting, and he said that it was like the bar down the street from his house in Milwaukee invented the Pink Squirrel cocktail. That's so cool.
1: Um, so, is the Pink Squirrel drink, um, which came first, the the fly or the drink?
0: Oh, the drink. The drink's way old. Did it? Yep. Prohibition.
2: Oh, no I'm
0: kidding. Yeah, old supper club days, um, Wisconsin. I, was, I mean, I, that's why I grew up like. grew up in supper clubs in Wisconsin. And like, you'd always, your parents would always beg the bartenders to make their bratty kids like these non alcoholic um, grasshoppers and pink squirrels. cocktail. In reality, they had booze it up. Yeah, parents just didn't let, them, let us drink the entire thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, stickers, buy them. You can yes. go fishing with us. Um, and it's for a good cause. Cause if you like to fish Western Wisconsin, guess what? These guys do good things for you. And they do. They're amazing. Yeah, they do, they, some, do. they do some really cool projects. Um, good group they've of uh, individuals. Picking,
1: but on, um, plum plum, yeah. they've been doing some real nice work on on that, which is fantastic. Yep.
0: I mean, I mean, lately. Pre-COVID. Yeah. yeah. They're still, they still have crews going out, um, clear you know, uh, brush and stuff like that on a lot of their projects uh because i know i tuned into the eddie rivard um presentation mm. that they put on uh like last month or the month before and they had mentioned they're still trying to they've got so many volunteers coming that they have to break their work groups up they have like i think like max 10 or something like that so they've got a really good base of volunteers i'm sure that they would love for you to sign up if you're not already a member and volunteer with them shoot them an email and buy a sticker yeah look um, the goodie that you're doing
2: the the bryant's cocktail lounge in milwaukee wisconsin claims to have invented the pink squirrel that's fantastic that's
1: so those bottles the cream de cacao and the cream de noir yeah. are those are uh, the some easy to find uh, items or uh, the, the
2: cacao the cacao was the noir i looked all over and i only found it at one liquor store around me anyways but uh, top 10 had it ooh
0: top 10 a good one yeah are they yeah, charge for it
2: uh, i mean What's what's expensive? I don't know. 20 bucks. Yeah, it's 20 bucks. Yeah. And the the the, the cacao one is like 10 bucks. That's like super cheap. So, I mean, so I mean you'll make enough to get pretty
0: plastered.
1: <laughs> I had nothing like getting really plastered on all those sugary drinks. drinks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? We might... I'll just chip in and get an Uber home from the river if need be. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I hope we can do it in like, you know, March or April where it's not super warm, but it's chilled yeah. enough to where the drinks aren't going to melt real fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to, we're going to figure out, well, I told you, Matt, we should just find an old weed whacker and make ourselves a gas powered blender, oh. mm-hmm. yeah. full portability. Um, and then that could just live in the boat for, for its life.
2: <laughs> yeah. We can bolt it to the side of the... <laughs> The boat. It can have like a grill off one side. Blender off know, the other. Blender off the other.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, Cinco de Mayo. Margaritas, margaritas and tacos. Yeah. <laughs> Daiquiri's. Hell yeah. We do fish tacos. Um, so
2: the, we'll take that, the front of your boat, and we'll make that like the bar. Yes. And we'll get like bottle holders and uh get you to, up there with your flare. <laughs> cocktail slinging. And uh yeah, I like it.
1: Get, get a Ham's neon sign up there somehow, right in the front. Yes. The front of the, the lean, the lean thing. What do they call that? You oh, lean front the of the, bra-
0: the leg braces. Yeah. yeah there you go. Casting braces, yeah. if you will. Um, that's a really good idea. Uh, you know, the, the amount of uh, what we used to call a motorcycle circus lights um, that people can run in some of these drift boats now. I'm surprised they don't have more accessories built in like that, like blenders and toaster ovens, or just like a hot. What are those hot pads or? What are they a pizza pizzazz? Yeah, exactly. Have that microphone. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: I had a pizzazz once. They're so I fantastic. Have a, okay. I have pizzazz. I can't believe I forgot about those because it was amazing.
0: Food farm still sells them. Did the walk-by sneeze-on factor ever creep anybody out? No. Really? I'm the only one? The walk-by yeah. what? We always had them in college, and I was like, dude, what if somebody like walks by and sneezes on your pizza? So what? It gets cooked. <laughs> I thinks like a thousand <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. That always I creeped like, me out. I fry all the germs away that was always I was like uh, but it made awesome chicken fingers like so all that frozen stuff was yeah. was fantastic
2: so pizzazz you're going to need a bigger boat we need a boat to tow along boat, boat. yeah
0: i just ding-y. need like a barge that we put all the cooking and coolers i <laughs> <laughs> didn't need a drone boat yep it's a good idea we can put like a couple cots hammocks on there um it's total you know Mark Twain it up and down the river or Huckleberry Finn. That's what his name was. Mm-hmm. Riverboat style. Um, anyways, I digress. I think. No. Um, go all right. To Aaron's scuds. Scuds. Um, scuds. I, I have gray. scuds.
1: Gray scuds. Um,
0: like gray that's scuds. your color of choice.
1: I do like the gray scuds. Maybe a little orange in there too. Gray and orange. Color. A hot spot.
0: Yeah. Do you, uh, do you tie yeah. your own scuds or? I do. Yeah. I do. What's, uh, sure. what are you using? What, tell us more. What's your cocktail?
1: Uh, well, you know, they've got that scud dubbing and stuff. But um, I've been using.
2: Is that made objects. from like actual scuds? Scud dummy? Yeah, so
1: you catch a whole bunch of scuds. Yeah. And then you bring them home, rip their legs off. Okay. And then uh, use those as the legs on your fly. How do you
0: you're go drawing. about extracting that many legs? Is it are you using tweezers? Oh, one, or? Little,
1: one little pinch, you got them all. Okay. Rip. Yeah. Got it. No problem. No, I use um. I've been using ostrich roll. Oh. For them. Nice. Need one bajillion legs. Uh, and not really weighted too much cause it's kind of my, uh, top fly usually. Um, I don't know. Are we, uh, are we on like camera? We are right on now? camera. Yeah.
0: yeah. If I get real motivated, sometimes I'll pull a clip.
1: <laughs> oh, well, this isn't clip worthy.
0: Aaron they're, they're, is is they're showing clean. us one of his scuds.
1: You can't really see that. It's ridiculous. You can't see anything.
0: Maybe I'll have you take a photo of it. You can send it to me. Yeah, you can't see crap. So it's unweighted scuds.
1: Right. Well, maybe a little bit of weight. Maybe a few wraps of, you know, point, what is it? Oh, one
0: Lead free wire. Smart, smart man. Yeah.
2: So on your nymph rigs, your for your clients, do you uh, run a split shot to help them get down? I do occasionally.
1: Just, yeah, I don't start them out that way because oh. that's just another another chink in the armor, really. Um, but if things are going well and we're in an area that definitely needs it, then yeah, I will.
2: Yeah.
1: But you know, two two tungsten beadhead nymphs can they can get down pretty quick. But in most areas around you know Western Wisconsin, the yeah. deepest they're really fishing is, you know four
0: feet there or so do you feel like your breakoff percentage is any higher when you're using like double tungsten versus split shot rigs um i haven't noticed uh, okay. no i just no, really. anytime i've ever done it i always feel like i'm getting down too much and i'm constantly getting snagged in things yeah. that always comes down to me just not setting my bobber where it should be but
1: that could be, also that's it not the worst thing.
0: This. Right. At least you know you're getting down there, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, you go through so many flies.
0: And it's how? What, so what's your, what's your typical, uh, loss percentage of flies for your, your guide trips?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, there are times when I have to go home if I've got a trip the next day and tie a dozen, a dozen of the flies that were working the day before. And, uh, Come home with none of them, sometimes, uh, and sometimes they, you know, they'll they'll have the same fly on for hours and hours. They, just it's kind of luck, too. You know where where they're casting their flies and you know, some days you just got that bad luck where you're snagging up uh, every single thing that you can possibly imagine.
0: So, what's your one liner to your uh, client when he's hit rock bottom, like oh, he or she is, has been at the bottom and they're they're <laughs> drowning and they're not getting back up?
1: Yeah, you probably know it but it's you caught Wisconsin.
0: <laughs> that's oh, pretty good. good. I like it. Pretty
1: solid. Right? I mean, they always like it. I have it yeah. I've said it one thousand times. <laughs> Hook said, I was going to say a million, but that's dumb. It was a thousand times. Really. So with oh, uh, Wisconsin, or if they catch trees, you know, they, you're always like, oh, that, they're the hungriest things on the river. <laughs> just stupid, just
0: stupid stuff. <laughs>
1: Oh, just fantastic. maybe one one little chuckle is all it takes for me to reuse a joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just hope that like in your truck you've got this notepad of all of your one miners that you keep track of okay. and you just maybe add I'll like the new ones in there. I'll start doing that. Just you a Rolodex. Yeah, just yes. for
1: you. I'll start doing
0: that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then, uh, well, if if people want to book guide trips with Area Man, how does one go about doing that? Yes.
1: Well. Things have changed a little bit this year. Um, you can still uh, s- search Mitchell's and that will link you to an email and a phone number. But you're not actually uh, talking to the flash shop anymore. You know, we're a, we're a um, what do you call it? Uh, so anyway, Evan kind of took over the duties of uh, booking and scheduling of all the guide trips. So these emails and phone calls or texts, if you need to, um, are going to start going to Evan, Evan breaks who has been a guide for over 10 years or so and a fantastic guy. Um, So he kind of took over those duties. Uh, We also have a bunch of new guides too, which is exciting. Nice. And uh, yeah, we've got David Holmes, who is a a musty wizard. Yes. And that might even be putting it lightly. He's a machine. He's got golden horseshoes stuck everywhere.
0: Yes. Him and Chris. Um,
1: We've got Mel Bowman now who oh. uh, is the reigning Grander Slam champion. She's fantastic. Uh, super good angler and, and um, isn't not, not just for trout either. I mean, she's a Grander Slam champ, which I don't know if people know about that competition, but uh, you try to catch as many types of fish as possible. So she's pretty good at, you know, any kind of fish you're thinking about. She probably knows where to get it. Sweet. Um, we've got Ashley white. He's uh, He's, he's kind of just getting, he, he's been fly fishing for about four years, but really, really picked it up quickly. Um, super social, like the nicest guy you'll meet. And this other dude, I don't know, Carf I guess, is his name. I don't know what his real name is. I don't know if you guys know him or not, but uh, he's possibly, I don't know, he's going to die, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And then then Brett and Evan as well, and me. So yeah, some wow,
2: That's quite the crew. Yeah, that is a hell of a crew.
1: It's a squad. It is. And the goal is to keep everybody busy, which is, which would be great. I mean, as you guys know, the opportunities around here are are huge, you know, trout, muskie, pike, smallies, carp, you know, some urban stuff with, you know, carp or, um, panfish, brown bass, (laughs) brown bass. Yeah. Um, catfish, even, you know, uh, lots of opportunities. So, um, hopefully things can, can stay busy
0: yeah I, agree. I, I, th- I think hopefully it's a i feel like the industry got this flux of fishing individuals last year um and i don't see it slowing down no based on everybody i talked to in the outdoors industry people are still having a hard time finding anything so i think people are still buying still getting the itch and still wanting to go out and you're right i mean there's so many fishing opportunities and you guys can help facilitate that for a lot of people
1: that's the goal you know and and uh you know we've got guided trips for all of that and then also um Specifically, kind of in the—I wouldn't say specific—but we've got a, a trip called the Beginners, a Beginners trip, which is if you've got zero, zero knowledge um, of fly fishing, but you just want to go do it, um, you know, maybe an hour or so of it will be kind of teaching and learning how, learning about the gear and learning about techniques and you know how you go about going fishing, and then hopefully by the end you're you're catching fish and things like that. So I think that's more accessible to people that maybe are a little bit um, intimidated. Just getting into the sport, yep. thinking that, you know, I've got to get a guided trip. I better know what I'm doing, kind of thing. So, you know, we don't want that to be a, a turn off to anybody. Like, if you've ever had a thought about trying to fly fish, there's nothing, there's no reason to feel silly about it. You know, we just got to go do it.
0: Yeah. If Grant can do it, everybody can do it. Grant, this is, this it. is true. Um, I'm a terrible fly fisherman. So it doesn't take much. I got scuds. Dog. <laughs> <That's all> I, <laughs> I got. Hope you do. I hope you do. <laughs> well that's good um, yeah I didn't realize you guys had that large of a crew um, of guides for yeah. this year, so that's awesome yeah I think it changed a little bit so
1: it's, uh, it's exciting
0: Yeah. well Matt I think we should book a guide trip with with Aaron and maybe one with Karf too yeah I heard Karf's got a new fly that he's um, you know trying to pawn off that could eventually if it doesn't catch a fish we could throw in the grill and eat later too so
1: yeah that's yeah. why it did look delicious
0: it did <laughs> Although the quality of hot dog he was using, I was questioning a little bit, um, but, you know. What
1: do you think it was, ballpark?
0: Probably. Nathan's? I doubt he would have went Nathan's. No. I don't know. I don't know. He was, I, whatever he could find at Kowalski's, I'm sure. Yeah. It looked like a bologna dog. It did. It did. It didn't look like anything I really wanted to put on my grill,
2: but. No high quality wieners in that one.
0: I know. I know. But, uh, yeah. That was- pretty brilliant pretty good video pretty, though i, I really <laughs> pre-game changer yeah it was good well that's good so um what what's that there's an actual name for the the guide crew right was it fishing for everyone
1: yeah yeah i mean uh I think, I think he, I don't you know guys exactly to be honest, but I think that's
0: it. <laughs> what I'll do. I think I've got the link to it. There's like full Facebook page and everything. Um, I'll put okay. that in the show notes uh, for people. So if you're looking for guide trips, even if you're from out of the area and you're coming to visit family or friends or anything in Minneapolis, you want to get out for a half day or full day, get a hold of you guys. Um, you could fish, like you said, anything from carp to bass, to, to muskie to trout. And really you could do it on the same day. I'm not saying with the same guide, but there's those options. Yeah. Probably could. Uh yeah. if you planned it correctly.
1: And you'll you get if you kinda want guaranteed sandwich. fish though. Let's go and catch
0: some sunnies, man. Yeah. Pandemonium. It's so, it's so fun.
2: What were you saying, Matt? Oh, I was gonna say, and you get a guaranteed uh, gas station sandwich and a yeah. pickle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up white bread, bologna, and like some soggy cheese
0: crassings oh. oh. mayonnaise
2: oh.
0: no i can't even i, I can't even entertain what? the idea of those eating, triangle eating packages that. right With the, yeah. oh god oh. The, the vending where machine sometimes ones they even
1: where they're crusty, they Were they crusty like crunchy even
2: what yeah one's all one size all dried out crusty yeah. and the other one's like wet mushy yeah you know in the same I mean that,
1: that means they've been sitting there for just very long saw, just huh
2: yeah <laughs> No, no, no. That's what Funyuns are invented for. You have one of those bad sandwiches. You just wash it down with some Funyuns and
0: you're good to go. That works. I don't know. Black cheese and, and, a, and a thing of uh, summer sausage is really, that'll go a long ways. Yeah, you can even really skip is. the bread. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. And crackers. Crackers are also good. This is also a plus. Um, no, it's so not like you guys said. Oh, we're crackers? No, sorry. Oh, so we've gotten, <laughs> we've gotten there. Yeah. Um, well, good. I'm glad you guys there's are other things, though, together
1: that we've got at the through the shop and everything, which are the, the, the Flyfish college.
0: Oh yes. I am. I'm a graduate. I'm a graduate of the Flyfish college. Yeah. Nice. So is your wife. Yes. So is my wife.
1: Um, there's about 10 or so of those a year they a three day course. Um, two of those days, two, the first two days are in, in the shop, you know, in the past they were in the shop, you know, maybe there'll be some zoom situations going on with that, but it's a, it's a class where you learn, you know, A to Z, about if you know nothing about fly fishing this is you know like this is the fly rod this is the fly line all the way you know to the end of the class where you're actually out casting uh and actually on some water um then you tie your own fly on and hopefully you catch a fish by the end of the end of the course uh and they're so fun everybody's a everybody that wants to take these classes seems to really want to take the classes and are invested in it and asking questions and um having a lot of fun and yeah. you know goofing around with each other and you know with fly fishing there's always some you know, razzing each other and things like that. So, um, and that happens with, you know, complete strangers come together for a three day course about it. end, they they might be calling each other. Let's go fishing. Let's yep. get some things out. It's pretty awesome. And then we've got camps as well, which are some overnight things, um, usually two nights overnight. Um, and that's, that's a little more, uh, maybe a little slightly more advanced where you, you should know a little bit about fly fishing, but, but you don't have to, um, because you are starting from day one, you're going out and you're hitting the water and, um, you know, there's some guides there that will, you know, guide you in the right direction with things. But, um, there's a lot of, a lot of fishing going on with those. So, um, super fun. By the end, everybody's just like best friends and just, just like fly fishing. When you go fishing with somebody by the end, you're like, Oh man, do it again. we are buds now.
0: Where, uh, where are the camps located at this year?
1: I gotta look. Trout. Camps there's a couple trail camps. I know there's one at um, the old old barn resort, like by the on the Root River. god,
2: okay, that's, nice. that's a nice post.
1: Which is awesome. They did one last year too there. Um, I've done them in the past. Last year I was un- unfortunately I didn't get to do any, which was a real bummer because they're so much fun. Um yeah, it looks like old barn on the root river a lot of, a lot of equipment's invi- uh, included and meals are included. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Um, so you get a weekend of fishing. You get to yeah. hang out with some new people. You get some guys to kind of hang out and give you yep. pointers. You get and a
1: place to stay. You get food, pointers, basically some, some guided stuff. Um, bring for 250 250 Yeah, I
0: mean... Yeah, it's cheap. The grand good. scheme of thing, that's a pretty, pretty cheap yeah. weekend for being able to have resources like that, like guides and stuff like that, be able to go out fishing, give you some pointers. It's a good time, too. And hopefully, the craziness of the world slows down a little bit too and makes that mm-hmm. <sighs> not safer, but I don't know, eases everybody's anxieties a little bit. Yeah, uh, for doing cool. those types of tricks, trips. Um, so there's trout camps. I think you guys do bass camps too. Don't you bass know? camp
1: too. Yeah, okay. it's not um, in. Well, I know that last year Brett and Evan, uh, you know, they they each have their their drift boats and they think we're on the Saint Croix. Okay. And um, I, I'm really hoping more people sign up for it this year. I think there was four four last year for the one trip that happened which which is a uh, you know legit for two drift boats right yep. uh, but you're you're floating down the St. Croix and stopping you know after an eight hour float and then you're pitching a tent camping and you got your bonfire and food is provided and uh, all that good stuff So um, you do it again the next night next day the night, and night nice then head out yeah
0: hey, that's a pretty cool experience to be able to stay nice. riverside and then just hop back on the boat the next day and go. Yeah. so fun yeah
1: and it's always those dudes that are fishing for smallies that end up with some massive muskie accidentally. <laughs> plenty so plenty of those stories. Too. And definitely pike all over the place. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. And the St. Croix has always got opportunities for those big football smallmouth too, to come at you. And you have a good topwater day on the, on the St. Croix, and your arm can get pretty tired from catching fish by the end of it. Tired in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Not just not from casting, but from actually catching fish. Right. But, so, well, as so you got, um, truck camps, is there any other events you guys got going on in the fly shop coming up?
1: Um, not really events, you know, unfortunately it's that, uh, safety first, you know, so yeah. are not really, um, a thing so much, but, um, you know, we, we try to do, um, some, some virtual stuff, you know, some tying competitions or, you know, the shop and put out some materials for uh, hoppers at home, which is the substitute for hops and hoppers, which yep. used to be at um, at Lake Monster Brewery, which is a fantastic gathering of that was a good event. like-minded people. And yeah, it was always fun. Uh, so yeah, not not a ton of that, unfortunately. Okay. But obviously, it'll it'll pick back up again at some point. Good.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully, I can. And hopefully right. that means we can all get out fishing again sometime in the near future. Cause uh, it's, it's been a very long time since I know mm. the three of us got to fish together. So uh, really has. hopefully things can clear up here and we can, we can get out because uh, after this polar vortex or whatever the weathermen want to call it, I think we're all going to be itching uh, to get outside again.
1: Everyone will be itching and the yeah, they will be hungry for, for scuds
2: i got yeah aaron's itching because he's got scuds I, got
0: <laughs> uh, I cannot wait to design that sticker that's gonna be fun i'm excited
2: for it we used to back when we did more of these uh i always had a question i'd ask everybody if there's a fish caught or uncaught that you will remember till the day you die do you have one of those fish aaron
1: I do have one of those and it's nothing, it's nothing extraordinary, really. Um, it was one of the early years of my fly fishing career, maybe like year two or something where I was just getting comfortable casting a a dry fly, really. Um, it was just like, I was on the rush, lower rush, and I remember exactly where, um, there was just this pod of fish. Rising, right? And I was like, okay, I got, here's my nice shot. Like, I got to figure this stuff out. I've seen this on videos before. I'm new to this. I'm going for it. Um, and what made it cool too was that there was a, like this ray of ray of light shining on where the fish were, so you could see them from on the bottom and then coming up the, which was cool. Um, and I mean, I probably drifted a dry fly over the top of them for. 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Finally got one. It was, it was maybe an eight inch brown trout. But I was like, oh my God. Like I did, it. like I put my time in for this trout and I did it. <laughs> I don't know. I was alone. Made me feel proud. One of those things. Um nice one of job. those silly things that I'm gonna just remember. You know, it's not like a the biggest fish, the the craziest story or whatever, but like I was just so locked in with it, you know, that it, it made it made it matter to me.
2: You were one with the tankara.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, I borrowed carves,
2: karf,
1: <laughs> uh, tankarfa.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, it's a silly one, but it, uh, I've been asked that question before, and it's always that. Like, the, it's the first thing that snaps into my mind. Nice. As
0: well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be the the biggest, craziest fish, but something that's a little bit more memorable.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, even if I, if, I think if I hadn't even caught a fish there, I'd still remember what it looked like for those trout. So I could see them on the bottom to rise up to the top. I could see him the entire way. I mean, it's one of those crystal clear water days where it sucked yep. everything, um, which was enough for me, you know?
0: Be able to see them like that through the water. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, do you have any questions for us?
1: Let me get my sheets out. <laughs> no. I am, uh, I'm pretty pumped that you guys are doing this uh, pink squirrel drink thing now. It's, uh, it's
2: awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Buy a sticker. Buy a sticker. Yep.
1: Well, I'll buy a sticker. I'll, uh, or 10. I'll have a pink squirrel drink with the guys at some point anyway. So Yes.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think I think we should just do like a ice cream drink social day, social or something like that. Everybody yeah. everybody brings stuff for like an ice cream drink and we just do it like riverside. I like it. Oh, does well I'll ask this question after I wrap this up. Um I think there's another cat or is i can see the reflection of a cat in your at my house yeah at your house
1: oh dang it's probably in the window the yeah cat,
0: dude is that your cat probably okay i mean i hope so <laughs> um well thanks for uh thanks for hopping on the podcast with us and Thanks, uh, nice.
1: my pleasure thank uh, you
0: guys yeah if you guys uh you know it. i will put in the show notes aaron's instagram and the uh guy group and things of that nature um, if you want to go huck some it. scuds if you want to huck some scuds just wear a protection scuds. though because that's kind
1: of a good sticker too hucking scuds
0: <laughs> bring, bring your own depends <laughs> or or if you're gonna fish with Aaron. Just let him know what size you need. He'll pick you some up. I mean, for
1: real in the summertime, hot, hot days. If you just had depends on, they could be, I mean, they're a fly patch too.
0: (laughs) Now you're you're talking. You hook your flies right to the outside of those depends. Now you're talking. Um, But yeah, thanks for, thanks for hopping on everybody listening. Thank you guys. Thank you. Buy some uh, pink squirrel stickers. (sighs) Buy them up. Buy Twenty up. left. Come fishing with Matt and I, and drink some ice cream, ice cream drinks, streamside, yeah. and get some sweet Ebbs Force flies. Because guess and what? They catch style. they catch fish squirrel style.
2: Yeah, I think there's like eighteen of them. See, so like a dozen and a half. Oh,
1: jeez,
2: oh, dude, so many. Sticker, the stickers
0: basically free.
2: Goodness gracious, yeah. yeah you, you can't pass. You're making money on that deal.
0: You can't pass. I'm sure they'll come in a really nice ziplock bag too. So, high know, quality. one of the best, you know, fly organization tools that you could. That's ever all use. I
2: have. That's all I have.
0: <laughs> all right. Oh, Thanks every- oh
2: boy.
1: I'm sorry. I got a text. There's right that
0: on. cat in the window. There's a cat in the window yeah. behind you, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's probably yeah. freezing. It's little buns. I let it out <laughs> to take a leak and now it's probably freezing.
0: That explains it. It's probably like angry. an hour ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably dead now.